track of none from what now we're on. Yeah. Now 32. Right. November 95. We, track <laughs> one is by Queen, Heaven for Everyone. Okay. Heaven um, for Everyone. Yep. Yeah, can't say no. I've heard of it either. But no. um, track two, I'd Lie for You by Meatloaf. Yeah. Fairground by Simply Red. Oh, a bit of stars. Um, is that the stars album? Maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. But you two, uh, Golden Eye by Tina Turner. Oh, okay. Bit of James Bond. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm seeing more. Yeah, Blur, Country, uh, country House. Oh, that was the big role with it, wasn't it? The big. That was the big um, Country House battle between the bat Blur and Oasis for number one. Who was it? Was Roll with it there? Uh, yes, roll. So, Country House by Blur was number thirteen. Roll with it by Oasis, number fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So that that was uh, Oasis one. Yeah, uh, Bombastic by Shaggy. Oh, Mr. Bombastic, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, that'll be a good kid slot. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it? Is that no? I, that's it's probably, probably not. No, no. <laughs> Mr. Shaggy. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Track forty. Uh, the last one on the album is by a band called Evoke. 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 It's called Runaway. Never heard I'd of say. it. Maybe we need a segment. Oh, we probably can't because of like royalties and stuff, but we could do a segment where we played a little song. And, and yeah, yeah, no, def- yeah. yeah. But yeah, welcome everybody to podcast number 32. How are you doing, Stevie? You had a good week? Yeah, it was a really good week. Uh, so I was just really inspired by Carwin's talk last week at, um, yeah. uh, about giving. It's just really, yeah, it's just uh, really challenged me. I think the... Um, the story of Tony Campola, uh, the Baptist minister, by putting yeah. a uh, birthday party for the prostitute, mm. and just that we want to be a church like that, yeah. and that we are a church sometimes like that, and sometimes we're not. Mm. But actually, um, yeah, that's just really challenging. It was, it was Shane's birthday the other day, wasn't it? Do you know what? It was Shane's birthday. Uh, Shane, uh, who uh, um, is part of our congregation because he gets communion every week from Martin, uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, Shane bought me on his birthday, not because I'm working in yeah. an office, just uh, which is when it knocked on the window and delivered me on his birthday a sausage roll and a cup of tea. Wow. And uh, I imagine Shane gets offered that every day by yeah. everyone. And he's like, he just went, oh, I'll give you a cup of tea. Not that I've bought him a cup of tea and a sausage right. roll in the past, but, I've, but he's, um, yeah. No, so he's, uh, yeah, I won't say, did I, have I said how, how old he is? Not publicly, I don't know. No, think. no, I bet <laughs> not. Uh, so uh, we're not, yeah, not dissimilar. And so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and so, cool. yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah. And so. you were on, what was it today you had? Today was me and Liz went to the senior HTB leaders retreat and just uh, had a really good day. Uh, really encouraged, really, um, same people, uh, everyone's struggling with the same things yeah. uh, in many ways. Uh, and everyone's uh, seeing the opportunities in the same way. So, mm. yeah, we're really encouraged by what we've done at St. John's. Uh, in relation to how we've done online and just led the church in this time and yeah and just um the way that we're deepening in the way of jesus done that our first um video has been done by paul for that yeah. and that's been a uh you and paul do it working on that together and uh yeah it's been really encouraging um yeah it's good to go back into it there's what the groups did this weekend yeah. the way of jesus course which is yeah on, we- every, on wednesday. Yeah, wednesday so we, we discussed um the Jesus as a, a teacher, a rabbi, mm. and how important that is. But also, it's uh, he's not just a teacher for advice. He's actually the son of God who means that our real transformation can take place yeah. because he's died and he's, he's, he's won the victory. And um, 
and therefore we need to also hold on to those important images of him as the son of God and, and the prince of peace, the king of kings, uh, as well as being our teacher. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's great. And uh, today, yes, really looking, um, we had Rick Warren, uh, who leads Saddleback Church, come and speak to us as, uh, for half an hour. And uh, just so encouraging what he said. Uh, really interesting what uh, some of the things he said as well. So um, saying what role the church has, uh, that the uh, medical profession and the, uh, should be looking at the disease. Yep. And we should be looking at the dis-ease of people. And yep. so, um, yeah, um, he spoke about the four um, soils, you know, the parable of the sower. Oh, yeah. And uh, talked about the four soils and just said like three out of four, you know. Um, three out of four of those soils, people don't want to even hear the message of Jesus or, or um, it's, it's not down to us, really. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he said something really interesting because quite often what I've heard it preached, and maybe even I've preached it, is that our job is to, cr- uh, to uh, create the right soil for the seeds to take in. Mm. And uh, actually what he said is it's for God to do the soil and um, for us to uh, concentrate on the seed that we're putting in. And so... And so is really releasing us to you know think about concentrate on those 25 percent mm. um of looking at and so that's good but one of the things he said is how does um god change the soil how does he uh, make hard soil into soft soil and he says in the storm and we're facing as we know um you know so many different storms politically socially uh, uh health wise uh racism wise mm. um uh, so those storms are are creating soft soil and actually, one of the best evangelistic tools we've got is to uh, help to people deal with their pain. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, he, he quotes a 75-year-old agnostic who is very, uh, or atheist, is very anti-faith. Uh, mm. You're never going to change him until maybe his wife dies or he deals lost. Mm. And suddenly those big questions become really real. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, all those... Uh, evangelists who find themselves uh, saying, well, we're not pastors. Actually, we need that pastor evangelist mm. um, in this season. Yeah, yeah. And that's super timely for us, isn't it, with what we're looking at on Sunday? Yeah, I, you know, we haven't really timed it at, at all. We just felt uh, Liz had that word in, this, um, in the Vision Day service of lament. Uh, I know many people have had that at different times, but we had it. Uh, and then we planned it and just said, right, we're going to change our schedule. And this Sunday, we're going to be talking about lament. And that's not just an uh, individual lament, which is really, really important. So uh, one other illustration that uh, Rick used was we're, um, we're all in a storm, but in different degrees. Uh, some of us are in a yacht and have, uh, it's been all right. Yeah. You know, uh, when I did the Way of Jesus course, it was some of the people came back and said, yeah, no, 2020 has been all right. You know, it's, it's been fine, but they're, they're in the yacht. Mm-hmm. Some people are in a rowing boat without uh, any oars and uh, are just tossing in the wind and some people just clinging on to driftwood and so it's looking at that personal pain but I also think we're being called uh, to prophetic lament I'd say it would be a word I'd use maybe to pray for the nation so we haven't timed it but this week we've obviously gone through a terrible milestone as a nation of a, over 100,000 deaths yeah. uh, and um, I don't and I think even I've reviewed and looked through the service sheets of the funerals I've taken of some of the loved ones from St. John's that we've lost this year. And so I think we're called uh, to look at our own pain and uh, press into that. So we're going to have a slightly different 11.30. Um, 
just changed around the order slightly, mm. uh, and I'll explain why we do that on the on the Sunday. But yeah. uh, expect worship to look slightly different. Mm. Um, expect the sermon to be slightly different. Um, but um, I think I'd encourage people to tune in or and to invite people who've lost loved ones. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about how we process pain, but actually our job is to be those watch pe- uh, watchmen on the on the uh, walls looking out and calling out the lament of this nation mm. and there's much to lament about mm. but uh, lament has a purpose yeah 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 it's not something to be kind of fearful of is it or something to ignore like we, we were saying earlier about how so many of the songs we're planning the worship for sunday how many of the songs we do um just brush over it or kind yeah. of um, yeah, as if we're all fine, I guess, yeah. isn't it, at the beginning? Or well, you look at the songbook of Jesus, which is the Psalms. Yeah. You know, that's his, his um, ancient hymns of ancient and modern mm. version or uh, back catalogue, it's the yeah. Psalms, it's Psalter, and uh, over 40% of them are songs of lament. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we don't have that in modern worship. I think someone's done a bit of statistics, and I mentioned it on Sunday, it's about 5%. percent mm if yeah, that yeah and so even talking about oh can we need a song of lament it's like we haven't got one yeah and it's such a difficult rut to get out of because you just find uh, your patterns your traditions i guess um of, of the way that you worship and, and the way that you live not lamenting yeah and then to, to be able to get out of that feels like it's like oh no i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing no. that because i'm going to be going into like a negative place and the whole like mental health thing and yeah you know being positive but um yeah is is there anything that people can do to kind of prepare for sunday so i think i think you can prepare by i think there's two categories of kind of people orientate to there's obviously degrees on that mm. but i think for me i used to be someone who stuck my lament and my pain into a box mm. and i would carry on and, we, and that's sometimes what we do in religious osity is like okay stoicism we're gonna you know i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna stuck in a box stiff up a lip um, and I think we can ask God to soften our hearts for that and to maybe gently open the box on Sunday. Yeah. We're under control, asking the Spirit, reaching out, don't do it isolated. Yeah. If you think you're going to be in uh, pain through the service and that, I'd get involved in the chat. I would uh, be reaching out to other people in your either in your pattern groups or in your big group or if or, or just ringing up people the next day don't go into isolation so that's mm. one way the second way is uh, people can be just like just sit in their emotions and just you know be leaking all over the place so yeah. you know uh, on one front uh, got uh, the bible teaches us to feel our pain mm. to hang out in the sad places mm. but in another front it says grieve appropriately don't grieve uh, you know uh, appropriate uh, unbounded and so there's a purpose to our grief mm. and so we're going to go on a journey and yeah. my journey is, my hope is the journey is one through the Psalms, which is, um, which is, we're not going to go through 150 Psalms. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm just weighing out what part of scripture to use, whether it be a Psalm or maybe it might be even book, the book of James, which has come up several times, you yeah. know, the bit that we learned in our yeah. pack group off by heart. Um, but I think it's taking that meditation on the law, um, being honest, open and real. Don't disguise it. Mm. Uh, be prepared to open up your heart take the time um, a lot of time to slow down and tune in I'd encourage you to do it on the 11.30 so you're doing it with people as opposed to watching it on catch up but if you do then just uh, don't it won't, it won't be that bad yeah. um, go through the Psalms and then the purpose is all our whys end up 
with Jesus as mm. the answer. Mm. No matter the doubts, no matter the questions, no matter the pain, Jesus is the answer. And therefore that ends with despite the tears joy. Because mm. we don't grieve alone, we grieve in community. That's what family's about. We hang out in the sad places and let the sadness take its full effect to change our hearts and soften our hearts. So we accept Jesus in as the only way to soothe our pain. Mm. And uh, tears are good. And tears are, and lament is good mm. because it helps us process our emotions, not stay in our emotions, but process them to a place of deep set joy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to try that. You know. Yeah. Maybe we need to do the Zoom prayer rooms again at the end of the 11th verse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's not that's a great idea. Yes, yeah, to have that option to actually speak and keep them open. Try for, and get the wider team. Yeah, and yeah, and we're going to start the, the bereavement course. So, yep. uh, on I think the twenty third of Feb or twenty fifth of Feb, I can't remember what which one exactly, but we'll uh, have it on a slide on Sunday. But Martin and Nikki Walker are going to lead people in that internally initially, but I think it's a season where the bereavement course will help us deal with some of the questions we've always had about God mm. and we've just not dealt with them. Mm. And, uh, you know, the question of why uh, comes up and on the 5th of February is the anniversary of my sister's death mm. and it's a sad place. I hang out and I, even if I say it now, I get emotional, mm. but it's I know it's a place I will need to hang out in a sad place. But my question is why? Why was my sister, 36 years old, taken from this life having... Um, had a very difficult life mm. uh, and at the point where she was happily married and probably the happiest she's ever been but then I know that she's ended up in a better place but my questions of why I go back to the story when Jesus is asked why did a tower fall on some people in it and why did some Rome, uh, the Romans kill some Jewish people and Jesus doesn't ask answer the why question he points to himself and to God mm. And that's the purpose of our lament, yeah. is it ends up, it isn't a lament about in our stuck in our emotions or keep keeping a lid on things. It's a lament directed at God mm. and God can handle anything. Mm. God can handle our rage, our questions, our insecurities, our baggage, our sin. There is nothing that he can't handle. And when we turn to him and open our eyes uh, to him and kneel on, on before him, his arms are always open for us. Mm. And so it ends with knowing that love. And that's mm. joy. That yeah, brings joy. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the Psalms, it starts with meditate on the Lord. The, the, you know, the wise person meditates on the Lord day and night. And that's really, really that saying, you're in relationship, reading the word in relationship. Rick Warren's advice to, uh, I've heard a great sermon by Johnny Gumble and I did a text, a chat, with, uh, the message to Johnny. I've heard a great sermon at St. Peter's about this, but it's pretty much, um, he said, don't look at the news, don't look at Facebook, yeah. don't, don't do it, uh, social media. When you wake up, have the word of God. Wake up, be it the first word you read, be it the last word you lead. Mm. Sit with the Bible until you've read something that speaks to you personally and then reread it, reread it and reread it and then get up. Mm. And when you go to bed, do exactly the same. And so when you meditate on the word, then you go through that journey and Rick Warren will know more than anything about pain because he had a son who committed suicide. Mm. And so he knows more about mental health pain than anything. And he's always, yeah. you know, it's the complex, it's medication. Um, but it's that journey through that that then leads you to the last 
uh, psalms that Sirisha joy. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. you know the last, you know 146 onwards is just pure unadulterated praise and joy, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. As you do, James, you lead us on every Sunday through that kind of journey. Um, but I think there's something about brokenness within that that uh, we need to press into this time. So mm. we're going to look at lament and then we're going to look at Sabbath because in order to lament properly, you've got to give space in your life because the other thing we do when we don't want to lament is we busy ourselves. Yeah. And uh, when you've reached the stage of watching Lupin, which is a Netflix series with subtitles and it's French, you know that maybe you're trying to fill your void. I don't, I don't quite like one to subtitle. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a mark of how, how distracted yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, but no, it's, um, yeah, I think it's for me, it's really good. He's, well, I, it's been like watching the Luther of um, mm. France. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that. a recommendation. Yeah, I know, terrible. Yeah. I've now recommended it. And so, um, but I think we can. Uh, we can try to distract ourselves mm. and f- feel, uh, replace our loss. So we're replacing all the stuff that we would normally do with other stuff. And actually we need the space to sit in God's word, delight in it, to be rested and restored in it. So, um, yeah, I think we need, it's that r- restoring every day. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think w- this is a mistake I've made and this is just a, I think it, uh, Will Vanderhart, um, I think mentioned it about our mental health is sometimes we can get the dosage and the space mixed up in what we do. So we can, um, I can go for a walk for an hour in the morning and that's me done. And then I work on actually what we need to do is like five, 10 minute walks every hour. Mm. And that's where we get restored as opposed to trying to do all in one hit, drink it all up and then go, Oh, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And so actually it's those sips on the marathon that are really important. Mm. And so that's, that's what, something else I've been reflecting on this week. So completely yeah. unattached to what it is. But I think in order to process pain properly, I can then tie in, we need to be looking after ourselves uh, physically. Mm. And so I think for me, it's um, having those breaks in the day. Yeah, I think that's, that's really good. Like even from my day to day and basically my week, because I've been working from home most of the week. I worked until like one o'clock this afternoon. That was like, I just need to get out. And I hadn't really gone for a walk the rest of the week. And I just walked for two hours, headphone, no headphones, which is always a thing for me, because if I'm wearing headphones, I'm listening to something and distracted, you know. And it was just like, I was so much better when I came home. But like, if I'd have done the five minutes every yeah. hour or something like that, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have got to the place where I needed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll tell it all. And the other thing I have done and uh, should do more if I'm working from home is I do a commute. Mm. So go out 15 minutes at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And just walk around the block and then yeah. you then you and then come back home yeah yeah normally walking into work is when i make the most or well make the most notes or like distill what's going around in my mind to, to yeah. things and i write everything on lists whether it's to do or just like what's in my head um and yeah i haven't got a commute at the moment obviously so yeah yeah, yeah well, that's, that's a good the, suggestion yeah that's uh, for me it's the shower actually i do a mm. lot of my thinking in the shower which is uh, and then i get a knock on the door by the girls going what are you doing and it's like it's the only place to get <laughs> quiet this yeah and so but um yeah no it's those sort of things so um looking forward to sunday in a kind of strange way yeah i think it's gonna be really powerful yeah no really looking forward to it great well um yeah do join us on st john's online on sunday we also um we're doing the 6 p.m but it's just online this evening because it's the uh, on sunday evening because the love your neighbor prayer service yeah so we joined by the other churches and other 
charities? Yeah, it's going to be real focused on the help force volunteers. So we've got 160 volunteers now, which is quite incredible. It's amazing. And uh, from 60, uh, 11 different churches, but 16 churches involved in the whole uh, project. We had a great vision day this week. Liz is leading on Love Your Neighbour from our perspective, but also leading the whole project mm. uh, alongside Laura and Mel. And uh, yeah, super, I'm really excited about the pressing it's I think last time was much more information this time's um, about actually praying and uh, for that helpful volunteer and actually praying for the evangelization of the nation through yeah. this act of love yeah and so that's good and then on Monday evening the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of York has called us to uh, prayer at 6 p.m. I think it might be every day but it doesn't quite clear the letter but at 6 p.m. on Monday because of this hundred thousand mm. landmark to pray for the nation and mm. as I said, we didn't plan to be talking about lament, no. but I think it's about that lament. Yeah. So we're looking at options and we might do... Um, we'll be doing something, won't yeah, we? Yeah, we might do something on Zoom yeah. or uh, online. I don't, we don't know. So yeah. We'll have by Sunday and worship. And, yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll yeah. make it really easy for you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Sunday and over the next few days. Hope you're all keeping safe and well and see you soon.